welcome back to Franchise Tag. I'm your host, Eric Salas. As always, joined by Chris Perotti. Chris, how are we doing? It is Super Bowl week. This is it, man. This is what this whole season's led up to. And uh, it passed by pretty quick. But how are you doing, dude? Yeah, doing good, doing good. Uh, like you said, very excited for the Super Bowl. A lot, of, uh, a lot of people at the beginning didn't think we'd get here with the whole pandemic and everything going on. So uh, not only did we get here, we got here as scheduled, which... Kudos to the NFL. Kudos to the NFL, but at the same time, I'm sure there's people at home that are like, "No, there was weeks canceled. Steelers had an undefeated season, but like, un- like an undefeated part of the season, they lose that bye. They blame that bye on a bunch of the losses that they had later on. I assume they're tired, so it it came at a cost. That's for sure. I don't want to put kudos on the NFL too much because the way they handled it was a little awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't bubble up. They just kind of uh, put their heads down and made sure they made it up to this point and this is it. I'm sure they're ready for the season to end. Um, I know oh, a lot yeah. of people that the casual football fans don't want it to end, but I'm sure they're ready for it to end because they got to regroup and make sure no one else gets COVID. Um, and, I'm, and you know, how much can you really blame the NFL? You can't bubble up 53-man rosters on every single no. team. Um, it's just impossible. Basketball makes more sense. People always go towards that and are like, yeah, why don't they do something like that? Yeah. Well, it's first of all, it's half the league. Second, your, your lineup consists of, what, nine people? on a basketball team so it's like it's much easier to do that way Uh, football is tough i'm sure they considered for the playoffs bubbling up but i think they were just like we made it this far let's just barrel through um that makes me wonder what they're gonna do next year but we'll take it one step at one step at a time super bowl 55 raymond james stadium tampa bay buccaneers kansas city chiefs but before we get into that uh chris last episode um i mentioned to you there was a a, we believe there was a bit of a beef of brewing within l.a uh, with Jared Goff, Sean McVay, and upper management, GMs, the owners. But I'm going to assume that it was more Sean McVay than anything, because that's a connection you immediately have. That's with your head coach, right? And yeah. what we mentioned was there had to be some sort of beef at the end of the season, or at least towards the end of the season into the playoffs. You kind of felt it. Then he, you know Jared Goff got hurt um, just like 12 days after getting his thumb surgery. He comes into the game, um, and it was – he comes into the divisional round. He was out for the, the first round, right? Am I wrong? Uh, oh, no, he got hurt in the first round. Yeah, I, th- I think he got hurt in the first round. And then they were looking to go with Walford in the next round. And then he played terrible, and they just put golf in. Not even that. Um, he had the he had the concussion. Oh, that's right. He, he got the concussion hurt. from Jamal. I <laughs> yeah, Yeah, because I was telling you on this podcast also that what a great move by McVay to have to have Jared Goff active, even though yeah. it's like he was just fresh off surgery on his thumb. He looked like he was ready to go at pregame, but he's like, let's not do it. But just in case of an emergency, which there was, they oh, put Goff yeah. in and he looked pretty solid with his, his thumb, right? But again, it all just yeah. spiraled out of control after that. A bit of beef there. And we it looks like we were right on that, um, especially with some of the rumors out there. I was more leaning towards maybe they'll give him another shot. Maybe they'll try to go with a Deshaun Watson, but then you kind of heard there was a there was a report that there was rumors that L.A. is a um, a big potential team to make a move at Matt Stafford. And literally two hours later, after that report, they make the move, and um, it shocked the world a little bit considering what's going on with Deshaun Watson's situation. It might get a little more spicy after this. But to talk about the Matt Stafford trade, the uh, the L.A. Rams acquired Matt Stafford. Only Matt Stafford, nothing else, but they gave up Jared Goff to Detroit along with a 2021 third-round pick, a 2022 first-round pick, and a 2023 first-round pick. So two first-round picks, a third, plus Jared Goff. And one last thing here, just to put into perspective, because the Rams are kind of in win-now mode. You saw that move, and you're kind of like, all right, they're going for it here. Because yeah. you could, And it makes a lot of sense. And I think the Rams were are taking like a leap of faith here, but they kind of know what they're getting. So it's kind of like a strategical move more than um, more than taking a shot at something you don't know about. Because Matt Stafford's a tough dude; he'll get you your your regular season games, playoff games, and it's going to be his first time really digging into the playoffs. He hasn't really been in that scenario ever before, and it's going to be very new to him. But you know, he's been in this league very long, and he can get it done. He signed a massive mm-hmm. contract. The, the most part of this move, too, along with the beef. Jared Goff did sign a big contract, which was very weird when I first saw because I'm like, all right, I guess they went to a Super Bowl. They're like, we got to give it to him and we can run it back possibly with him. 
But then not to uh, less than a year later, it was just this past off season they gave him that contract, no? Uh might have been might have been two years ago. Maybe, huh? It felt it felt so recent for some reason. I remember seeing the report when I first saw it, maybe because of the number. I believe it was a four million uh, I don't know, four years, hundred and forty seven million dollar deal, somewhere within that range. It might have been after they went to the Super Bowl, they might have given it to him. Yeah, they gave him a good chunk of change. But after trading for Matt Stafford and Jalen Ramsey, the Rams won't have a first-round pick until 2024. Their last first-round selection was Jared Goff himself back in 2016. Um, So they've been making moves ever since. Sean McVay obviously wants to get it done. Uh, I still believe that team could have beaten the Patriots uh, a couple, just a couple years ago, I believe the there Super Bowl were, was terrible. It was bad because what did it end? Like nine to three or something? It was a very low scoring game. Yeah, it was like nine to three, thirteen we're to three, something like a that. A wide receiver, Julian Edelman, because he had 127 yards receiving, no touchdowns, no nothing. He was he got Super Bowl MVP. So it was kind of like <sighs> that was a Super Bowl that was more disappointing. One because it was boring, and two, yeah that the team I really wanted to win, which I thought this team was more deserving, was the Rams. They were ready to get it done. Yeah. And, but say they win that Super Bowl, I don't think they're making this deal. I don't think they're they're trading for Matt Stafford. No. no, they definitely would not. So the Rams are definitely looking to win within these next two, three years. They have to get it done. I don't know how much is left on Stafford's current contract that he did sign with the Lions a couple years back. I but it's, it's a lot less money. Years. You believe it's two years. So they got to win within these next two years is a I big move. I think it's move. two years. Um, and I'm just going to go out on a limb here, and I know some people have said it, and people don't like when you jump the gun. I firmly believe they can make it all the way to the Super Bowl next year. not saying they're going to win. The NFC is pretty weak. And unless the, yeah. the Green Bay Packers do some sort of move, get a defensive player in there, get a wide receiver for the love of God for Aaron Rodgers, then we'll have a different discussion. But as of right now, the way the rosters play out and how many teams are in the NFC that are actually good, the Rams jump to the very top now. Unless the Seahawks make a drastic change next year and they draft every every defensive player they can find in next year's draft too. Again, yeah. a lot could happen from now until next year, but as of right now, the way the rosters are looking, this is a team that can potentially make it all the way to the Super Bowl very easily at that. And I know the NFL is any given Sunday, you know, any given game, a team could win regardless of what their record is, what seating they're at. And, you know, you, you have to factor that in too. But I see it, man. And I think the Rams made that leap of faith, and I like it on both sides, but more so the Rams. I think draft draft capital that they have now for the Detroit Lions, two firsts and a third, plus Jared Goff. Jared Goff, give them some breathing room. If they want to run with him, go ahead. But one of those first-round picks could potentially be a quarterback, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if they did draft one this upcoming offseason, just in case Jared Goff doesn't work out. You know, so and again, draft yeah. capital is just air. It's nothing until you do something with it. So as of right now, I would say yeah. the Rams won that more than anything, and I don't think they mind giving up all that draft capital because Sean McVay's here for the long haul. Like if if, mm-hmm. if we're talking about that, like if he didn't make that Super Bowl, and he's been bounced out every single year, late in the second round or maybe the first round or something like that, then we're having a different story. He's probably getting called on for his job. Um, yeah, probably because it's like where are we going here? Because now we can't draft anyone. Um, in either way, they're already in that position, but now they just push themselves back a little more. Uh, overall, I like it for the Rams. That's what I'm going to say here. And to wrap it up, the Detroit Lions, they have a new regime in there. It all depends on what they do with their draft draft picks and if those guys know what they're doing. They got a pretty solid staff the way they hired them um, up to this point. They got Anthony Lynn now as their offensive coordinator mm-hmm. um, and a couple other guys too. Names are slipping my mind. But again, it all depends on what the Detroit Lions do with those picks how they want to treat golf if they even want to keep golf. But as for the Rams, right they're in a pretty they're in a pretty good spot. But here's worth I'll, I'll mention this too because I want to, I want to get your take on this also. It's scary to think that they, within these next two years, if they don't get it done, first of all, that's a humongous failure. Mm-hmm. It would be a monumental collapse of the organization because you're probably going to lose Ramsey soon and Donald. Yeah. Because I don't know how much money you're going to be giving out to those guys. You can't and say someone gets hurt next year, you got to factor that in too. They're really going for it here. They better get it done. That's all I got to say. But with the Chiefs coming into the Super Bowl and they win, they better be, they they better be going into the weight room tomorrow <laughs> or last Saturday, basically. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go ahead. I want to get your take on it because I I know I know where you're leaning with it. So sound off, my friend. I don't I don't really like this trade. I just it's not 
appealing. It's not anything great. I mean, it's... I agree in your take. I think that's who ended up winning the, the trade, but it's just like... At face value, you're like both sides kind of win. But yeah. again, you can have as many, you can have every single pick in the first round, but if you don't hit, what's the point? It looks good on paper. And you're like, oh, they fleeced it. No, there was no fleecing here. The value yeah, that they got was, was the value they got them at. Yeah, so. I mean, it's just. I'm happy in the sense because Stafford is finally out of Detroit. And I've always, I've never. Never had a problem with Matthew Stafford. I always thought he was no, a good. I love Matthew Stafford. He, I always thought he was a good quarterback, tough guy. You know, he's going to go out there and, and put his body on the line for his teammates. And I just feel like, like you said, you know, now being in LA, minus the weather is so much better. Um, you know, now now he's going out into being behind Sean McVay, who is a great offensive mind. Uh, and, and you know, he's getting a little bit more help there. I, I just feel like it's going to be more of a fit. It's gonna it's gonna work better for him. I think out of every spot he could have gone, that was probably the best place to go, at least yeah. for Matt Stafford. Well, um, I heard I also that, see him in the uh, uniform already in the Photoshop. I'm like, it looks like he's been on that team for the past five years. It, it looks like it's just like an even transition, but he just has a ton of more talent than he had over the past <laughs> decade he's been with that team. So, Yeah, well, I also heard that the uh, Lions, you know, there was no hard feelings. They actually took into consideration what Stafford was saying as well to where right. he wanted to go. Chris, I have a little bit of a problem with this. And hopefully you're kind of on my side, but I haven't heard many people talk about it, or at least the sports media outlets I consume at least. If anyone else has heard it, take that into consideration. But Chris, I have a little bit of a problem with organizations, and I know, say you have a quarterback over the past decade like a Matt Stafford for a perfect example. Um, he's done a lot for your organization. You haven't gotten, you haven't been able to, to win. You haven't gotten him the right head coaches. Yeah. He's gone through head coach after head coach, coordinator after coordinator, and he still kept a, like, a very solid workload. And has delivered, um, at least all you can do with the quarterback that you have. Because there's teams out there that, over the past decade, can't even find a quarterback. Meanwhile, he's there holding it down. He's the anchor for that team, right? Yeah. Why? I get it. He's a guy that's done it all for you. But why 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 does an organization like the Lions, and for example in basketball too, the Wizards with Bradley Beal, why do these organizations want to send him off to a place that he's most comfortable? Like, I get that you want to take that into consideration, but if one team's giving you a better offer, aren't you not going to take that offer, even if it's not the best situation available for your quarterback? Yeah. No, listen, I, if someone I else put through in the same deal, but with an extra first-round pick, tell me you're not taking that. Say if it was say I'm try, or say it was Denver. Or what other teams don't have a quarterback right now? Or at least they're, or Panthers, right? You mentioned them the last Panthers, week. Panthers, I was going to say. Say they, were say they offered something like that. Would you say no? LA yeah, was the perfect spot for him to go, and I'm sure Detroit took that into consideration. They're like, here you go, my friend. And we're also getting a good deal out of it. You know, good yeah. for them on their part because, you know, it was, it's a mutual parting of ways, and it ended up perfectly for both sides, I think. And But I'm just saying, there other teams other teams gave him a call. And who yeah, knows? One I, of those teams I think may have offered depends. more. So. I think it depends, you know, one, on the obviously the management. You know, who's calling the shots, the GM, the coach, collectively who's doing it. I think that plays a role in if that gets done. But I also think, you know, when that's obviously not, not every player is going to get that treatment. You know, not every player has a career like Matthew Stafford did with one team. You know, it's just not, not normal. It's not something you see all the time. So I feel like that's, you know, why they let it happen. You're not going to get that treatment from everybody. And I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like Stafford is one of those guys that he just made such an impact in Detroit just from being there for so long that it's more of, you know, there's there's no hard feelings there. It's not like it ended necessarily badly. They both were like, hey, it's probably not working out. Let's kind of. You know, see what we can get for you. Maybe we bring in a younger guy and, and, you know, you try to finish your career somewhere else and, you know, maybe you have a better end to your career, maybe get further, make at least make the playoffs, maybe make a Super Bowl run. I mean, there was kind of mutual interest there. But I, I, I get I that, know. but it's like that's the last thing that would come into my head. It's like, let's, let's make sure you try to go for a Super Bowl next year. I'm like, what uh, yeah, about I, your, I know your organization's far out, but if chips fall in the right direction, 
you know, your team could be in a potential. Yeah. You know, what if that? What if they? You know, say that that's they're very yeah. possible, right? If Detroit kind of came out of nowhere next year, golf still has weapons, right? Their defense is like yeah. pretty decent from what they had. You know, like the they're picking up yeah. players in free agency. So it's like, what if they just popped off out of nowhere? So now you're well, putting your former quarterback in a position to win when you could win. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, 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 I just, if I was a GM, I would never. I, I, I just would, I would be like, yeah, we'll not, try. But I'm like, yeah. the Panthers, Broncos give me offer right now. We're taking that. I, I would imagine, though, that the offers weren't so different. Because, yeah, like if you have that offer and then you have an offer from like the Broncos to where they gave up extra picks and maybe some younger guys on top of that, I don't know how, like you said, I don't know how you, you turn that down. I, I find it really hard to believe, and I hope this comes out within the next year or two or – after the Rams win a Super Bowl, because you know all gloves are off. After that, it's like now all the dirty yeah. stuff comes out, and that the oh, Broncos, yeah. Panthers, some other team. I don't know. I'm using the same two teams. Maybe other teams gave them a call as well. I can't really think of any um, that might have given a given them a call and given them a pretty decent offer, and they declined it just so that they can send their former quarterback over to a team that's in contention for a Super Bowl. A little strange. A little strange. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something come out by a reporter next year. That's and it's in the like same that. conference. Exactly. So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean good for them. Out. They got the work done. You know, I'm excited for Matt Stafford. I've loved him over this past decade he's been yeah. playing, dude. I've absolutely loved him. Especially that video of him against the Browns. Have you seen that? When he, like, dislocates his shoulder. Yeah. And he's like, get off me. I'm getting back out there. And he gets the job done. And that's when they sucked. They were trying to get a win over the Browns. But it just shows, like, don't count him out, man. He's been hurt. He's been dinged up. Um, he better come back, like, as healthy as he can. Going into next year because they're in it. They're in it now. Like you know, like Matt. Yeah. Like, like Matt Stafford. You go into every year knowing you're probably not going to win much. You're going to try your best. Um, you get a new regime every single year, so you're hoping that that's the right one, and you never got it. This is the right one. Yeah. No time to waste now. Forget yeah. about forget about your dinks all over your body. You know, shoulders, knees, th- your, your feet, like wh- whatever, whatever's hurt, throw it out the window. <laughs> so he better be on that TB12 diet. Everything. He needs that now more than ever. Um, yeah, yeah, NFC's pretty weak. And, you know, going into next year, I wouldn't be surprised if on a Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl. I'll, I would love to see that. But, again, I don't want to jump the gun there either because you never know who's ready to go and who's not. The Rams might not even yeah, get this figured you out. Never, you never know. Random teams that weren't too great this year could pop off next year. You never know. Exactly. So that's that's more of my take on that. Um, huge move. Definitely a big blockbuster move. But transitioning oh, yeah. over – to what this big blockbuster move could mean for other quarterbacks, such as Deshaun Watson. What is he worth? That. Six first rounders? Someone's going to have to give it three. Um, if it's the same kind of deal with, say, it's with like a Sam Darnold with the Jets, give us three, three first rounders, Sam Darnold, and and a third rounder, similar to this deal, but an extra first. I'm sure Deshaun yeah. Watson was smiling at that, but at the same time, it's gonna, it's, it's kind of. Um, it kind of backfires at the same time because it's going to be harder for the Texans to try to get this done. Um, yes, definitely. I don't know. Like your worth does go up. Actually, I don't even know if it means much for Deshaun Watson. He'll leave if you just trade him for a third. I think for the for the organization's sake, it's tougher for them because they're not going to be able to get it done, and they got to throw in an extra first round pick. So. Oh yeah, and then you look at you look at the scrutiny that they've been getting over the last year or two with the trades they've made. So you go if they go out there and don't get nearly the same thing as Stafford, this fan base is already pissed. Yep. They're going to go up and they're going to be even they're going to be up in arms. They're going to be going after these these GMs if they let this happen. I mean, it's it, you don't let this happen back to back off seasons where you let your star player walk on and get nothing out of it. You just no, no way. Either I've haven't heard a lot about this Deshaun Watson thing. I don't think there's a lot going on. I was telling my friends about this. Is it too quiet? Like too quiet? Or do you think it's like, no, it's quiet. Nothing's going down. I I, I don't think. I think the problem is, is this is like, like similar to Le'Veon Bell in the sense of he wants out. The team doesn't really want him out. So they're going to try to go as far as they can to keep him there. And, I don't think it's going to end well, but I think they're going to try to, you know, take this out as long as possible, and then, uh, you know, if if it 
comes to after the draft or getting close to the to the OTAs and all that, maybe they He's make a move. Then, but. They got to make a move by March seventeenth. Got to make. Well, that's when they're eligible to make a move. Yep. Um. Or the last. Or the last they can make a move. Is that well, how it goes? Well, it's the beginning I, of the new league yeah. year. So what's? I think that they should. If they're gonna make a move. If their plan, I know that right now they're saying their plan is not to move on. If they're gonna make a, a, they're gonna have a plan to move on. Do it before the draft, then you know how to draft. They obviously have to because you have a new GM in there, new head coach. Yeah. You um, can't, you can't draft and then still try to say, oh, okay, well he's not budging, but we think we're gonna get him. No, they have to. Then, they're going to make a move yeah. before then. They're going yeah. to. It's. It's only a matter of time, but I think now they're going to have to let this simmer down a little bit, make people forget that what that deal was and how much, yeah. like whether it was a fleece or it was a great deal for what you're getting. I believe yeah. Deshaun Watson's way better than what Matt Stafford is right now. Obviously, Matt Stafford's an established quarterback; he's a veteran, and he could still get it done if you, you know. And he's, you know, he's just. I think he's he doesn't get enough credit than what he gets, you know. Yeah. Um, he's just like old reliable, but you don't realize like that guy on a really good team could get it done. And I've mentioned this to our like old group chats and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh, if he's on the Pats with like the old lineups that they had with like, you know, every, everyone coming back, you know, like obviously the people that opted out from COVID defensively, it's like, who knows what could happen under Bill Belichick. So it's like, I, I've had that in my mind for a very long time, but Deshaun Watson, he's a mixture of Patrick Mahomes and what Lamar Jackson can do into like one player. And it's like an even balance there. So, yeah. um, he can run around very mobile. And mind you, he's torn both ACLs in his career. And he's yeah. playing at an elite level on a terrible team. And yeah. he's obviously thinking of going to another terrible team because I bet he believes, you know, whatever coach that they have, in this case, like Asala or um, Brian Flores in Miami, again, possibly not true, that prioritized list that he made. I don't think it's actually a thing. I think he's willing to go anywhere. Um that he's comfortable with and he likes the coach because obviously the Texans yeah. don't have him in mind when doing that. So yeah. I think at the end of the day, he's going to get moved. It's just a matter of what, how much teams are willing to give. Um, I think they're going to let this simmer down a little bit though, before they make yeah. a move. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it's going to be, this off season will be fun. I know we say that every year, but this will be a fun off season. I didn't expect it to be fun either, because if you were to ask me a couple weeks ago, I think half the teams in the NFL are comfortable with the quarterback they're at right now, at least for now. Yeah. And now everyone's even for even quarterbacks that are signed, because what do contracts mean anymore, right? Or <laughs> basically trying to get out, or mutually parting ways, or retiring. Yeah. Drew Brees, Matt Stafford, now Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And uh, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere, so everyone relax with that. <laughs> you know yeah i don't think he's going no anymore. no shot get him a wide receiver and you're set for life just that's all you have to do that's it yeah you see he's dating, dating uh, shailene woodley now that guy's that guy has an elite list <laughs> not as elite as Derek jeter because Derek jeter it's has, up there Derek jeter has a whole baseball lineup but in, ter- have- in terms of like you know popularity of the girls he's dating they're up there oh yeah danica patrick olivia munn shailene woodley now who else is he? I think he dated Aaron Andrews back in the day. Oh, like, yeah, he did. He did, right? Dude, <laughs> yeah. dude, I say this with Becca all the time. They're always, he's always getting interviewed by her, and there seems like a bit of tension there, even though she's married. You still kind of feel it. Yeah, because they dated. <laughs> yeah, but it's weird. She is full on married, I think has a child at this point. Yeah. And you still kind of feel that there. It's, oh, man. I have a soft spot for Aaron Andrews, dude. I do. Over all these other actresses he's dated, I don't care. You know, Erin yeah. Andrews, she, she's right there. You know, special spot right there. Um, not much news other than that uh, to this point. Again, Deshaun Watson, all we can do is speculate, but the only move that's been made that we can really talk about going into next year as of right now um, is Matt Stafford, and that should be very interesting. But let's get into the Super Bowl. Chris, let's go. Chris, um, it is this Sunday, um, the Super Bowl 55. I'm ready. But today... I don't know why. Everything I've listened to, why am I now like dead center in the middle? But I'm not going to let that take over my brain. Because <laughs> I know who the better coach is. I know who the better quarterback is. I know who has the better offensive roster. Even though one team probably has a better defense than the other, I'm not falling in love with the great defense. It's happened before. Just compare it to last year. Nobody fall under that hallucination and just dream about another Tom Brady Super Bowl. 
We're all thinking about it. We know the stakes. That's what everyone's been talking about. Mm-hmm. Old school versus new school. But I think the new school has so much more to offer than what the old school oh, used yeah. to have. And I'm, I've, I, I mentioned to, this to you last week, and I mentioned it to my friends too. And you said, you said it, and they said the same thing. Who would you feel worse about betting against? You guys said Tom Brady. And it's mostly because we've seen him win a million times. But imagine betting yeah. Tom Brady, and he loses to Pat Mahomes. I feel like you feel a lot worse in that sense. Because yeah. he's the better quarterback with the better coach, and they're going to run a bunch of trick plays, and they're going to put. And oh, they're yeah. the only team in this matchup that's capable of blowing out the other team. So yeah. the answer's right there in front of you, and I've never been more yeah. confident in the Chiefs up to this point, and I'm not going to let it get to me what all these people are saying in terms of like, oh, the defense has been great up to this point. <laughs> I've mentioned to you earlier in the season that defense is great up front. The rest, like they have some names back there, you know, Devin White, Antoine Winfield, everyone you could name. I just don't think they're going to be able to hold up against this offense. They were barely able to do it against Taylor Heineke not that long ago. I find it hard to believe just a couple weeks ago they're a different team than they are right now. Because think about their roadmap. And I know, I know you can compare it to, you know, the Giants 7-9 versus an 18-0 Patriots team. Different times. You know, you can compare it all you want. And, you know, upsets do happen. And this wouldn't be that crazy of an upset because it's a very talented team. We're not talking about a wild card team versus an undefeated first seed. You you bring up an interesting point. Go ahead. Go ahead. So you have Spagnuolo, who's now the Chiefs defensive coordinator, going against Brady again. Spagnuolo knows what he's doing, son. They're they're with two different teams. But the same outcome is about to happen. That defense is going to show up, dude. They're going to be as elite as the Bucks defense. Just watch. Just watch. They When they hit the playoffs, they're different. That defense. That defense just hits. The, it hits different. They're different. And when that offense is clicking, that defense is going to click. It just is. And mind you, Tom Brady hasn't had the best season in the world. And he's taking a lot no, of risks this year. You know, a lot his, of check downs over yeah. there in New England. He's letting it fly. Whether Well, in, I, I saw stats. And his postseason stats his not team wise his are not good like there are a lot of other quarterbacks that have way better stats and they do not have as much success because again the team he has a he's been with complete teams so it's like all right when he doesn't play great his defense will is there and they'll help him out or they have the the upper hand in the coaching however you look at it but but it's i mean i'm gonna pick the chiefs Minus what we're saying, because Mark picked the Bucks, so Mark can't be right. Oh right? no, absolutely not! I'm glad you brought <laughs> that up. Um, I haven't talked to Mark in a very long time, but now that definitely factors into who I'm choosing. Um, who did he have last year? The Chiefs. I don't even remember. I had the Niners, but, and I'm again. For I the, wanted the Niners. To compa- I did too because I, I love Shanahan, by the way, and I thought he was finally going to get it done. Didn't I happen. Do. I love him, even though he's he screwed my team. Yeah, I, I know. But <laughs> here's the thing, right? I fell in love with that Jimmy G was a mid quarterback. And yeah. I fell in love with the fact that he had weapons and he, it's enough to get it done. And if that defense can hold the Chiefs to a pretty like low scoring affair, they'll be good. 20 to 10 at halftime. And it was downhill from there. It was like 20 to 10. In the fourth quarter. So someone's got to give, and it was the it was the defense, right? So I'm not going to fall in love with this Bucks defense. They've gotten torched before by the Rams. Oh, they got. I think about that Tyreek. all the time, and they got Tyreek and Travis Kelsey. Tyreek got 200 yards in one quarter. I know it's a different game now; it's the Super Bowl as opposed to a regular season game, but still, Tyreek put up 200 yards in one quarter. I don't That's see that happening good. again. But do you see this being no. like a 42-33 type thing? I actually I projected it to be a little bit more low scoring. Really? I had um I think it's going to be under 50 points total. Under 50 points, huh? Yeah. I think so it is. I believe the over under is 55. 55 I, I think and a half maybe if it doesn't move. Yeah, I think it's under I think it's under 50. You know, the reason I think that is because I think I think Andy Reid and the Chiefs are going to go out to start and they're going to try to be, you know, complex and try to, you know, 
go for it on these fourth downs and doing these trick plays and, and just kind of taking the risks. And I feel like then they're going to start to go back to what got them there. You know, they're going to, they're going to stick to how they got there. They're going to go back to their regular plays. They're going to find themselves uh, a little bit later on in the game. I feel like the first quarter, uh, I think the first half is not going to be crazy in terms of points. I don't think it's going to be an offensive powerhouse like everybody thinks it is. I honestly think that the Bucks are going to come out red hot by halftime. And I think it's going to be the I, same scenario that. that happened last year. I I mean, I could see it. I just... I, I mean, all that I'll say is if Brady does exactly what he did last week or two weeks ago, where they have this, this game and then he starts throwing the ball down the field and throwing picks... Yeah, you don't do that against this team. They're gonna t- they're not gonna leave points on the board. They're scoring every possession. So yeah, but just to cut and again, just to kind of cut the fat, and I already mentioned it before, right? It's just just don't fall in love with the fact that it's Brady and he's been there before and he can yeah. get it done. And again, I'm not saying that they don't have a chance. They have a very good chance. Oh, I mean, do, today yeah. I was even contemplating like, oh no, like because. Listen, I put I put money down on the on the Bucks to beat the Packers. I just didn't think it was a good matchup right at the at, right at the get go. Like after the first touchdown, yeah. I'm just like, oh no, I don't think it's going to end up well for the uh, the Packers here. And I had a gut feeling. So today I was just thinking, like, what if I have that same gut feeling going into the Super Bowl? But no, I got to trust the fact that there's a team in the Chiefs that can both come back from behind, which they've proved before in the Super Bowl and against the Texans last year. The whole playoff run last year. The whole playoff run. Yeah, exactly. So, And they're capable of doing that. Obviously, Tom Brady himself is capable of doing that, but can he do it with his Bucks team? We don't know. We have, There's a lot of drop passes by these wide receivers oh, yeah. as well. And, they're, and Tom Brady's also bailed out by great catches also. So there's a mixture yeah. there that I think is a lot more question marks than anything. But the fact that it's Patrick Mahomes, and if he's down 24, you know there's a chance he could come back with the weapons that he oh, has. Yeah. And I think the real X factor in this game is going to be Tyreek Hill. Well, um, yeah, I mean, and barring any he... injuries, of course, but I think if he's fully good to go, obviously we're going into this th- th- knowing and thinking that everyone's going to be healthy throughout this game. Not going to be true. Obviously, there's injuries in every single game, regardless of in any position. I think he's going to be the X factor. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the idea is. You know, kind of putting both of what we just, the last two points we made is the Chiefs. They're down, you know, two possessions, let's say. Why is it that they can come back? Because their offense is crazy. Like, they're amazing, their offense. And it's not only just the offense, it's the passing offense. So, like Tyreek, like Travis Kelsey, they fall behind. Their game plan most of the time is to throw to them anyway. So, their game plan doesn't change much. If anything, they're they're playing from behind. They're going to do more of what works for them. You know, they when you start to if they have a two possession lead, then it starts to go as to okay, maybe we you know incorporate a little bit more of the the run game to kill some clock. Maybe we do some more play actions. Uh, but if when you're behind, Mahomes is just going to sling it down the field, which he does best. Tyreek's just going to take off, or Travis Kelsey's going to be open down the middle of the field, and that's what always works for them. So even when they're behind. They're probably playing their best offense. That's when it gets scary. Yeah. I'm just thinking of the track record that the Bucks have had all season. They haven't been great. They've gotten better since their bye week. They've just gotten better throughout the year. It's kind of like they, what the Patriots are every single year, too, when Tom Brady was with them, right? Like, they, like they going into the next year, you're either thinking, oh, they're reloading and they're going to be great, or they're, they're just going to be a big drop-off from last year, but they come back better than ever. I don't think that's the MO here. Um and mind you, they were seven and five at one point. Came all the way back, um, but going into the playoffs, you're kind of like you're kind of sweating a little bit with that Washington game in the wild card round, right? And yeah. then obviously with the Packers, just not even out coach. It's just that it's it was the Packers kind of uh, beating themselves, I would say. And the only way that the Bucks can win this game is if the Chiefs beat themselves. And I I don't really see yeah. that happening as much. It's happened once all year against the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and only, it's a that's only game, game they've lost in like the last year. Yeah. So, and the other game that they lost, they were sitting their starters in week seventeen, right? Yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't think. Again, the Bucks. Obviously, they made it this far. They made it to the Super Bowl. They have to be a good team in order to get there. But 
I'm not a huge fan of them. I mean, if you go back, and you could do this for probably every team, but if you go back in the regular season and you look at some of the closer games or some of the, you know, the, the games that came down to the wire, Brady gets a lot of calls. That's what and I'm scared bro- of. And That's Brady getting of. a lot of calls. And He's also at saw, home. So. Yeah, and you saw it firsthand against the Giants win some games. If you look at it, you know, that game, if, if they actually called it correctly, it was pass interference, you know, they go to overtime. Let's say the Giants take that game. Now they're fighting for a playoff spot instead yeah. of more so, you know, because they didn't win the division, the Saints did. So now it's, you know, now there's, there's more of a fight, you know, it's not guaranteed. Then, you know, you look at some other games that were coming down to the wire. Again, I know you could say this with every team, but Brady historically gets calls. From all the way down, to the, from the tuck rule all the way up to now, it's not a coincidence anymore. It's happened way more often than not. You can't call it a coincidence. Now, Chris, this is not very traditional, but every single time I go into a Super Bowl, I kind of throw stats away and kind of just do the eye test because I've been wrong for a very long time. We've talked about this <laughs> numerous times on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Go back just years and years I've gotten it wrong because I fall in love with the other team and the fact that they were the most entertaining going to that year. Yeah. And kind of same thing happened with the Chiefs and then what happens? The Patriots beat them in the AFC game. But then the next year, the 49ers are the most entertaining team to watch in the NFL. So I fall in love with them. They lose. Yeah. But then you come, you bring, you come back into this year, right? Just because of, just because of recent history. You know who the the Chiefs are. Nothing much has changed. They brought back 95% of that roster from the year prior. Oh, yeah. So everything you know you're getting, you're you're getting it. And so I I just have to run with them. And going back to the stats thing, right? It's Again, it's not traditional for me not to to talk about stats because everyone talks about stats. Everyone wants to, you know, but people still are wrong with it, with or without stats, right? Oh, yeah. So the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'll throw some out there for you. They rank fifth in pass rush win rate. And uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback against the Blitz. And you already know Todd Bowles mm. is, is sending the Blitz. But you know oh, yeah. but you know Pat Mahomes, even with that toe, can make stuff work. He can make anything work. Well, yeah, Patrick Mahomes well, the, was the NFL's yeah. best QB versus the Blitz in 2020. And that's the strong suit of the Buccaneers. So it's kind of a recipe for disaster just by off that stat alone, because the article I'm looking at, that's the first thing they show. So it's like, what more can you really give me there? Cause what else is, are the, the Bucks going to do? Get some interceptions. Pat Mahomes barely yeah. does that. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem is it's with, with Mahomes, he's mobile. So you bring the, the blitz. And as you just said, he, he could play against the blitz because what happens is, you bring the blitz, you leave guys in man coverage, and he has two options. He has Kelsey or Hill, and you can't double both. No. One of them is going to be open, so he just goes that way. Uh, you drop back in coverage, and you play more of a zone, and then he's just going to make a play. He's going to move around in the pocket. Someone's going to get open. It's like, what do you do? You, you just have to pick your poison at that point. These two teams have versed each other this year, but I hate going off games that happened earlier on in the season. Because I feel like that doesn't give you much of a sneak preview for no, anything else later on. And if anything, think about you know that year where the Patriots and the Chiefs versed each other twice. One in the playoffs, one in the regular season. And what was it? The Chiefs won off a field goal or was it the Patriots? I forgot that one year. I think the Chiefs I think won. it was the Chiefs. And then the Patriots had their revenge game in the playoffs. So it's like, what does that really tell you? It happens it, it, a it lot. Just, it just gives you a storyline. That's about it, right? You know? it, it happens a lot where the team that actually loses in the regular season ends up winning in the postseason. That's how the, the Giants, when they beat the Patriots, they did the same thing. They played them in the regular season. Well, the first time they beat them in the undefeated season. They played them in the regular season, almost pulled it off, didn't pull it off, go to the Super Bowl, and, you know, they pulled it out. We, we all know that. So Another significant difference, um, you know, piggybacking off what I mentioned before, Tom Brady was good against the Blitz, but not against Cover Zero. And the Chiefs are really good at blitzing. Oh, yeah, they are. So now they got a lot of film to look at and a lot of game plan with that defense. I could see, And again, the defense shows up in the playoffs. So it's like you put pressure on Brady, you know 
you know they can they can get it done. As if you if you put more pressure on Brady, he doesn't have that mobile ability at all, like Pat Mahomes does, which is no, what, what makes him really great against the blitz is that he can be mobile. And it's like, well, it was it was like in that Browns game, um, you know, he was. He was basically on like one leg, and then he like runs out the pocket for a second, like sidearms it to like midfield. It's like, how can you defend that? And even against the Bucks, that has a secondary that can be completely torched. Yeah, it, it, there's gonna be early success. I guarantee it with the Bucks. And I'm gonna look like an idiot, but I'm telling you, at the end of the day, I believe the Chiefs can get it done. And halftime, we're gonna be focused on the weekend. But in the meantime, the Chiefs are like the best halftime adjusters of all time. They'll come out guns blazing, two touchdowns in like oh, five yeah. minutes. So, yeah, I've never been more confident in a team in the Super Bowl over the past decade, I would say. Because I would pick a team that I would like and then run with that and hope for the best. But now, I, this matchup, and again, not saying the Bucks do not have a chance. They have a very, very solid chance, especially if it's oh, high scoring do. and they put the pressure on uh, Pat Mahomes or if he gets hurt. You have to account for all of that as well. But going to this game, knowing everyone's healthy and the fact that they've had a lot of time to rest, maybe there's a little bit of concern because they don't fly into Tampa until Saturday. That's a little concerning. Yeah, that's not good. No. But and the fact that what was that, that COVID situation they just had this week? That was scary. Also, everyone's negative. Thank goodness. If no one's heard of it, if you're living under a rock, this is big news. Um, the whole team barber. and the staff were trying to get a haircut from the same barber, and I assume, which is very dumb, that they took te- they everyone took a test, including the barber, and they were like, "Oh, don't worry, I'm gonna be negative." And then they bring the test like I... halfway through. Dan Kilgore, poor Dan Kilgore, the center, the backup center. Um, halfway through his haircut, he was informed that the barber did have COVID and he had half a haircut. I'm excited to see what he looks like. I haven't seen a picture. I know there was memes on his account, but <laughs> you know that's photoshopped. Um, and it yeah. was taken a little bit lightly by the um, by the Chiefs, and they're kind of making it seem like it wasn't a worry. But this would have been bad because it was like 22 oh, people. Oh, this could have been terrible, <laughs> including Pat Mahomes. And and that's the thing, like you, you figure. I mean, not that you should be lenient on the restrictions ever, but you would think that the coaches and the staff would be be way more cautious now. This is what you want. You play the whole season for this. Yeah, they should have been. So why, they should, I know they're staying in Kansas City because that's where they're comfortable and that's where they're able to practice. Yeah. But they probably should have been quarantining in Tampa for a while. Just my yeah. opinion. It's concerning, but again, it's the Chiefs. They'll just pop in and beat anyone, anytime, anywhere. And going back on how confident I am, just going back over the past couple <laughs> years, the Seahawks, it was kind of like, oh, they're the, the entertaining team. But then you remember uh, that the Patriots will get it done somehow, some way. Tom Brady can do nothing and something happens. It was an interception at the goal Always. line. They didn't run the ball. That hurt me deeply. Still hurts to this day. He has the best luck I've ever seen in my life. I had Peyton Manning when he threw for a bajillion yards, only to get blown out like forty-three to six in the Super Bowl. No, yeah, fun. that was that was right down the street from here. Yep, at MetLife. Um, but I'm telling you, um, normal like, like last year, I was even like I like the Chiefs, but I think the Niners are cooler. And I'll put emphasis on that. That this year I'm not falling in love with the Bucks. I never have, and I don't think I will. I've just seen too many mishaps going. <laughs> And it's unfortunate that they had so many mishaps because that makes the storyline because it's like, you guys had a tough season. You still did great. It's your first year with the new team. How did it go? Like, how did you get it done? And it's like, I can, I can, you can imagine that. I'm probably going to have oh, bad yeah. dreams about it up until Sunday. I'm but just I'm saying. Stick, stick to my guns. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Just go off the checklist. Who has the better coach? The Chiefs. Andy Reid has won the big one already. So it's not like it's just. He's trying he got to get over it the still. He got over that. He's over that, so he's stress-free. That burger's waiting for him at the end of the game. Three, <laughs> check. Pat Mahomes, he's healthy by now. That toe's ready to go. Check again. Just, I got to go through it in my head. Just be careful. And if the Bucks do win, I'm going to be very, very angry. Especially oh, I'm, 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 I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to be happy. If the Bucks win, I am not going to be happy. No. And I'll shut off the TV because I'm like, uh, now I got to see the stats. Like, we already went over this. Yeah, I more to, more they, rings than Michael Jordan. I'm like, it's basketball. This is if, football. If they win, 
we're going to be really angry on the next podcast. Oh, yeah. We're both going to not be happy. The only thing that would make it worse is if the Saints won. If the Saints won, I would not talk See, football See, that I wouldn't care about. Months. You, you have a personal vendetta because it's your division. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like them. But it's the fact that it's Tom Brady in the Super Bowl again. Yeah, I'm done. And the I'm fact done. that God in heaven above just somehow makes just poured luck into his bowl of the creation of Tom Brady. He's just stealing it from everyone. Give me some luck. Exactly, dude. You know, give. See, the Chiefs don't need luck, though. Like you know, like if it was. Um, well, that's a good point. What's another, when you think what's, about another, what's another AFC team that had a solid chance? Who else is in the playoffs? The Bills. The, the, uh, the Titans, the Ravens. I, yeah. I know who was in the playoffs, but I'm just trying to pick it. Say it was the Bills. Obviously, that's a the team Steelers. we all fell in love with. But, you know, but at least, like, you know that Tom Brady's not there. Patrick Mahomes is different. This is a dynasty. This is another 10 years that they're going to run this team with. Oh, yeah. <sighs> it's... I, I'm so it's a dynasty. Just believe in that dynasty, dude. They cannot crumble here because you know the offseason. There's going to be so many quotes by the Chiefs, too, that are just like, you know, we couldn't get it done. I'm like, no. They're getting it done. Stay positive. I'm not, they are. I'm not, they just I'm not allowing it. I'm not then, allowing the, the, the Chiefs to lose. It's not an option. No, but listen, I have the utmost respect for Tom Brady and what he's been able to do done over his career and how he's done it. It's like no other quarter. We're never going to see this again. He's going to go to 45 because here's what's going to happen. If they lose, they run it back again next year. If they win next year, I think, well, let's go with this first. If they lose next year also, I still think he comes back at 45 considering he's done this for so long. That's his second goal, which is almost even with the Super Bowl because he's won so many. Yeah. I'm sure he does want one more, but that's kind of secondary on his list. He wants to be the quarterback that goes to 45 and plays at an elite level because that team's making the playoffs year in, year out. And regardless, you know, that division that they're in, it's pretty much theirs for the taking unless the Falcons kind of flip it flip it with their new head coach. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, they stripped everyone out, so you never know. But Don't count out the Saints, obviously. Yeah, but if they're running it with Jameis, I, I just save me the time. Oh, yeah, that, the that's time. the thing. You have in that division, you know what you're getting now out of Tampa. The Saints, you still kind of know what you're getting. You're not a hundred percent certain, but you kind of know because the only thing changing is the quarterback, which could be big, but it's more of the system, and the system will stay kind of in place. So it's not going to be everything crashing down. The Falcons, who the hell knows? They have a whole new coaching staff. Everybody's new, pretty much. Um, they're tell there's talks with Arthur blank interview saying Matt Ryan and Julio are staying. So now yeah. what are they going to do with the draft? It's, it's interesting. It's, but that's the what, division but is I know we're getting good. ahead of ourselves, but I'm just saying like the bucks, if they, they're, they're going to run it back with the same people, they got some young guys. So it's like, why not, you know, t- why, why not allow Tom yeah. Brady to re up again after his two year contract? Let him go at it again. Yes. Cause they still would have a solid chance at 45. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but this Super Bowl in particular, I can just picture it in my head. It's gonna. There's one team, and it's the Chiefs that are capable of blowing out the other team. I do not see the Bucks somehow putting up 45 points while the, the Chiefs have 25. Just no shot. I, I don't see it happening. And 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 I'm scared because now a lot of people are leaning towards the Chiefs. And you know how I feel about that because going into the uh, NFC Championship game, I was all in on having a State Farm Bowl. That didn't come into fruition, and I knew it was going to happen, and I made my move, and I put money down on the team. I knew it was going to win once the game started. Not did it before, different story. But as soon as it started, I'm like, I know what's happening here. And if I, if that feeling comes again in the Super Bowl, I'm going to be mad because I know my gut is telling me the right, well, what's right and what isn't. And I just have to hope that the pet, there's no other team like the Chiefs can come that can come out of halftime and just come out guns a blazing and get, get uh, Travis Kelsey two touchdowns, put I, that bet down. I um, just hope. And this is what gets me nervous about this game. I hope that there's no bull, bull crap that goes on. Oh, there's go- there's going to Chris. There's and what that's what gets too, me is that angry. the Bucks are going to be in the white jerseys. And I know that superstition's thrown out the window over the past it's, at least couple years, but I it's know. still kind of there. The odds that's are in That's usually their favor. who. That's usually who wins. Yes. The team in the white jersey. If you, if you do the math, those teams are the ones that win. Mo- majority of the time, yeah. Yes. 
But then the Eagles broke that. So yes, it's they like, did. Okay, but do the math. It's still there. It's still on the other side. The other side's favored there. I just, I am, I'm going to be upset if the Bucks win, but if they win also on some BS that goes on through the game, it's it's going to be a hard pill to swallow. That's all I could say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can't take away, like I said, you can't take away everything Brady's done. But, I mean, he does get a lot of things called for him to help him things out. Things go his way, yes, for sure. So it's – you can't take away everything he's put together at this point. Like, it's not all luck, but – it just seems that right when it's needed, it always seems to that flag seems to come in, or something seems to happen to just you know bail him out. But you're telling me when calls are going to go, say call all, say most of the calls go his way in this game. Yeah, everything that the Chiefs defense does warrants a flag, even though there's not really much there to call a flag on. And there's going to be a controversial play. We're going to see a pastel oh, yeah. of something that's like you're calling this holding. Yeah, there's going to see something. it already. You just know it's going to happen. Yeah, you know. And you know it's going to be against the Chiefs. It's just going to happen oh, at least yeah. once. But you don't think they can like come back from that, you know? Or you think they won't have enough like points up on the board to at least keep them comfortable? Because you know the Bucks are going to have to come from behind somehow, some way. And I could totally see this ending with a giant Chiefs lead, and somehow the Bucks score two touchdowns in five minutes, and then they cut it down to like a one-score game. Yeah, and it's on the final the, drive, yeah. and somehow the Chiefs can stop them too. Like this can end on a it, stop it, on defense also. I can see like that. It'll fit the Brady narrative of, oh, Brady is coming back in the big game again, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just, I'm over it. I really am. You better hope he forgets what down it is. I'm over. I mean, I'm not, I don't have any problems with Patrick Mahomes, but he's another one that sometimes he'll just get calls and it's it just gets annoying. I guess the way to put it is it's annoying when it's not your team and you watch it happen to other teams. One last thing I'll add, because, again, I'm not crazy on stats. Super yeah. Bowl, do it by the eye test because who – I want to know who bet the Eagles the year they won with Nick Foles. Um, outside of Eagles fans, I don't know. Exactly. So anything can happen. Anything can happen any given Sunday, and it's Super Bowl Sunday nonetheless. So one last thing I'll add here. If Tom Brady does win this Super Bowl – I heard someone say this today. It might be out of reach for Patrick Mahomes to have a similar type career or at least have the similar achievements. If this if this, this is the dynasty we all believe is going to run this league for the next 10 years, they can easily, and especially in his prime, he's only, what, 25 years old right now? Mahomes? Yeah. Uh, I think so. He's around that. Yeah. So... They have a window where they could have a championship run over the next 10 years if they wanted to, but if Brady wins this, it's kind of out of the realm of possibility that Patrick Mahomes could catch up to that. And I think this is very telling for Patrick Mahomes. How great can you be? Can you be greater than that guy? Whoever, who only, The only thing he knows, he's considered the GOAT, is winning. That's the only thing he knows how to do, whether it's about calls, whether it's about cheating somehow, some way, whether it's about throwing numerous checkdowns, or whether it's if he deserves the credit he he needs to get because people thought he was a system quarterback. Obviously, that's kind of thrown out the window, even if they lose this game, because even the fact that they were able to get that far is ridiculous within itself, within his, with his first year with the new team. It's like, this is this is a big game. Bigger the biggest game in Patrick Mahomes' career. Last year, yeah. it's like whatever. You know, like that was the better team. They got it done. They didn't get discouraged. But now this is about legacy for Patrick Mahomes. Team overall, if they lose, it's happened before. Teams lose every yeah. single year. But for Patrick yeah. Mahomes here, you got to show who's boss and how the new school is going to be running this town for the next decade. Big game for. Patrick I don't Holmes. know. I I I, didn't, I think. I think it's almost impossible to replicate. When we say success of Brady, I'm going to just attribute that to uh, you know Super Bowls and and the appearances and the wins and all that. I think it's almost impossible. I think, obviously, you've seen the last three years for the uh, the Chiefs. You know, lost to the Patriots to make it to the Super Bowl. Won the Super Bowl, made it back to the Super Bowl. But now you've got to beat them in the Super Bowl. 
That's why yeah. it's such a big game. This, and is, this is going to be very telling for me for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and I mean it's... Because then he's going to have to wait after Bre- Bre- uh, Tom Brady retires or have some sort of other revenge game after this if the Bucks win. In order for his yeah. mind to get back right again. You don't think he's going to stay up at night if he loses this game on like a close call? Yeah, I just think... I know the refs are going to come and make have a huge impact on this game, and I'm, I'm, if they're gonna I'm trying it, to brace it myself. If you're going to throw the flag, do it early, please. Fourth quarter tr- hits, keep yeah. it in your pocket, please. I'm I- trying to, to prep, but I know it's going to happen. I'm going to be angry about it. Well, when was the last time – actually, I don't know if I'm phrasing that question right, Will, but a lot of big games that we watch, there's always that still of a referee throwing a flag. Always. And so, Always. what are the chances it doesn't happen in the Super Bowl? I think there's a massive chance. It happens at least twice. Oh, yeah. I think... And look, if you're going to make bad calls, make bad calls, but make them consistent. Yes, don't, for the Packers, you weren't calling it all game. Don't call it on like the last two plays. Like, exactly. The game. If you're going to be terrible, consistently be terrible. Don't just decide you're going to change the rules at the end of the game. Not how that works. I don't think anyone's talked about this yet, but you know that meme of uh, <laughs> a Bill Belichick talking to the female uh, referee and then just like, oh, like, you know, like being upset over something she said? That's yeah, gonna be yeah. A, that's going to be a meme in this game. I know it's going to happen by the time kickoff happens, or at least when a, some call happens, because she's the one refing this game. She's going to be oh, officiating this Oh, that's right. That's so right. So we know we're going to see pictures of Belichick that's like <laughs> some meme about a flag. I'm telling you, it's coming. I could... I could I could sit here for another hour telling you the things we're going to going to be expecting because there's going to be memes. It's going to be halftime memes. We're going to see a lot of weekend memes. It's just just a matter of time, and we're almost there. It's. I hope the next time we talk, we're both happy. That's all I can say. And we make some money because uh, that's I'm putting down a little bit and spreading it around. Uh, all right, qu- qu- all right. I'm gonna give you some quick fire questions. Let's go. Okay, so color of the Gatorade. Blue. Heads or tails. Heads. First touchdown of the game. You're saying team wise or player wise? What? Do you, which for what? Uh, let's do both. Uh, first touchdown, uh, the Bucks, and I think it's Gronk. Ah, see, mine was Leonard Fournette. He's scoring at some point. I'm going to make some good money off Leonard Fournette. I'm telling you, anytime score, he's going to do it. And if he doesn't, I, I really hope the Bucks lose then. <laughs> because they've been only letting playoff Lenny out of his cage for this playoff run, only for him not to get a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Give me, yeah, give me only break. for you to put money on it and then lose it because of that. I've seen a lot of people this season make money off of Patrick Mahomes scoring the first touchdown of the game, rushing for a touchdown. Yeah. Do you think there's a major possibility it happens in Super Bowl 55? No. Who, win, who wins the coin toss? Uh, I think the Bucks. I think the Bucks are gonna. I think the Bucks are gonna win it. So you don't and, think Brady uh, gets the ball at half gonna, and I has think, all the time in the world to, <laughs> to I, make some I sort think of a comeback? Bucks, I think the Bucks are gonna end up winning, but they winning like to kick. Yes. And then the defense is gonna come out fired up, and they're gonna have a good stand on defense, and everyone. Oh, the defense. And then Brady's going to go down and get a touchdown. And it's, oh, my God, Brady's doing it. And then it then it simmers down. Then it gets back to normal and everybody relaxes. Another question for you. Travis Kelsey, two touchdowns, yes or no? I'm going to say no. I wow. think that, that's a big I bet. Think, that's a big bet. I think that's the guy that they, they have to sit, like double down on. That's the guy. Because Tyreek is obviously, I think what's going to happen is they're going to drop safety help with Tyreek, but they're going to play more deep because he's going to go behind all of them. They run very similar plays. They kind of do like post routes or crossing routes, but more like deeper routes. So I, I, think, I think Travis Kelsey is going to be the guy that they're going to really keep an eye on. So the line has moved a little bit. I think earlier, I think uh, the Chiefs were favored minus 167. Now they're minus 159. The spread is not three and a half anymore. It's minus three. 
Um, the yeah, Tampa Buccaneers say, are three-point dogs. I'm going to check out the props one more time just to kind of give you um, an idea of what people are looking okay. at. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. If if what I just said happens, just be scared because that's kind of crazy for that to happen because I went a little bit specific too. So it wasn't like uh, very general ideas. We'll see what happens though. Do you think the pl- – uh... A player to correctly call the opening kickoff coin toss. Yes or no? You have to pick a player? No. Like, do you think oh. the player will correctly call the opening kickoff coin toss? Oh, no. I <laughs> I, I thought you... <laughs> I was like, you have to guess what player is going to correctly no, call it? No, not guess the player. Like, wow. <laughs> not guess the player. But do you like, think they'll incredible. be like, we want heads. You got heads. Like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? I okay, so let's see. So the it's visiting a, team—it's a yes or no. It's fifty-fifty. I know it's in Raymond James, but who is technically the away team? The away team is the uh, the, the Bucks. They were the wild card. The Chiefs were so, the number one seed. Oh, so then, so then, based on that theory, they would have to win because then I said they would defer. Yes. Um. There's a to win the coin toss and the game. Would you ever pick a bet like that? Because you said the Buccaneers would win the coin toss but not win the game. So I'm going to assume you're not yeah. in favor of that. No, I'm not. I know if you went back, if you have time, you can go back and look at who won the toss and who won the game. And I'm sure you can find some sort of pattern. But I just don't have the time to do that, nor do I want to. So... I'm sure someone did it. We can just look it up online and find the results. Um, just to kind of make myself feel better here, I think Travis Kelsey gets at least one score. You know, two. I think he'll get that's, one. That's a whole different I don't think story. Two. I think it's one. I don't think Tyreek Hill scores. I think he racks up a ton of yards but does not score. So then, who do you think is the the receiver to score? You think it's Watkins? I think Daryl Williams gets a rushing touchdown. Okay. I think. Uh, Hardman gets some sort of screen at the one yard line. He does some weird stuff. But and... I can see Tyreek Hill doing his dumb backflip or like the P, like peace sign. You know, you can see it happen, and that's kind of stating. No, the you know, you know it could what? Sammy Watkins getting a ton of yards, but Tyreek Hill would gets be a touchdown. Very, very interesting. Because I don't think it's happened in the Super Bowl either. Is if they send Tyreek as a punt returner and he gets the first punt return touchdown in Super Bowl history. Say it again. I don't think there's I don't think there's ever been a punt return touchdown in history. Do you think so the Chiefs could do it? Chiefs could So if it? they set Tyreek back there and he does it. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did the Bucks not have like decent returns in the NFC championship round? I thought they did. Did they not have like returns to like the 30, 40? Like at least twice. I'm pretty sure they, they had good returns. Why? Could happen on their side too. You never know. It could, but I don't oh, know. Dude, can obviously... Brady any time score? I got to do that. I would say yeah, if Tom I... Brady's going to get three touchdowns, actually, no. Say he gets two touchdowns, no. I think Mike Evans and Cameron Brake at one. But I think Leonard Fournette gets a rushing touchdown. Okay. I would put a prop bet on that. Do you think Rob gets I in the would... end zone, though? I don't think he touches the end zone. Gronk? No. Well, I said, I think the first touchdown in. It's going to be him. I think it's going to be Brady Gronk. And if that is the case, every, later in the game when they're losing by however many points, they're just going to use him as a blocker. Cameron Brate's going to be the guy yeah. to catch the ball. I just have a weird feeling in my gut, speaking of those gut feelings we get, that they're going to go down the field and Gronk's going to get the first touchdown and just go to his old reliable, you know, what he's done in the past in Super Bowls. Is Antonio Brown active? He was a full participant in today's practice. I don't know if they've actually established he's active, but I think it's leaning towards him being active. I think he's going to play, whether it's a decoy type thing or whatever. But I know. Tom yeah, Brady he'll he'll likes, be in. He he likes Antonio Brown, but I don't know. That's going to be weird if he gets in the end zone. Every, that's the whole meme universe and the whole our worlds are going to flip upside down seeing Antonio Brown score a touchdown in this Super Bowl. 
knowing yeah. the path he's been down. There's there's going to be some random person that gets a touchdown, though. Who it's going to be, we don't know. There will Jaylen be a Mickens? random. Yeah, there Byron will be. Pringle? A, yeah, there there will be a random person that has no means scoring a touchdown, but they will. Scotty Miller over under thirty yards. That's going to play a big role on what happens with AB. Uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't think he scores. That's for sure. Scotty he's, Miller. He's going to get a comeback route. I think he'll get the over. Wow. I think he's. No. I think he's. I think he's the hidden gem. I don't think so. I think he's going to. He'll get have over that third. one catch that like changes like the whole yeah. landscape of the game. But I don't think he. It's like a giant hail mary throw. He's a slot guy. I, I, I think he'll get more than thirty. I think he gets under that. Because I think even if AB is in, he's not 100% healthy, so he's not going to play every snap. And in the championship game, Brady was he was starting to build that connection back up with Scotty Miller. So wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know he kind of starts off with him, starts the game kind of. Tanner Hudson, the other tight end. Uh, what are the chances? And I don't know if there's a bet there. I'm sure it's plus like three thousand. That Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown somehow score a touchdown in this game. Uh, I think it's more likely for Brown. Most likely, yeah. I think Le'Veon's just gonna be chilling on the sideline for a bit. That Derek, yeah, I, I don't see him Clyde. doing much. I I think he might. I think he'll get looks and he'll get snaps. I don't think he's gonna do much though. All right, so Chris, before I start losing my mind this whole night thinking of potential possibilities and having a nightmare of Tom Brady holding the Lombardi Trophy one more time. I think it's a good place to wrap up here while my head's up high with the Chiefs winning this year's Super Bowl. Um, let's yeah, hope we'll for that. Have to, uh, and we'll if have not, to... we're going to have a rough uh, podcast next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to... push it back as far as we can. <laughs> I know. We'll have to take note of all the, the things we went through and see how many of them are actually legit, how many of them we got right. Overall, I'm just ready to sit down and enjoy this Super Bowl. Um one last hurrah this year. I think I'm looking forward to taking a break this year, to be quite honest with you. Um, I, I look forward to football every single year, and I'm going to be looking forward to football yeah. next year. But I feel like after the Super Bowl, I can finally chill out for a little bit. This has been a really crazy NFL season, uh, breaking down everything. And it's been great. And um, we're going to have a nice, pretty decent offseason. But one step at a time, Super Bowl 55, here we come on Sunday. Weekend halftime. That should be fun also. And, yeah, that's going to wrap it up here. So, to plug away, um, it's Franchise Tag Pod on Twitter and Instagram. It is Franchise Tag Podcast on YouTube. This podcast will be up in video format on there. Find a freaking Lee. It will be there. And, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up here. Anything else to add, Chris? Please. Please, Chiefs. <laughs> please. please, Chiefs. Uh, oh, my buddy's FaceTiming me. Let me ask him. Tyler, there I'm wrapping up the podcast. Who's winning the Super Bowl? Who's winning the Super Bowl? Yeah. Uh, Chiefs. Okay, thank you. I'll see you in a bit. <laughs> All right, there we go. Got some reassurance there. Anyway, there we you go. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. We'll see you next week after Super Bowl 55. Enjoy the game.